Hello and welcome, it's Kelly Jane McCann, professional organizer and clutter coach, and you are listening to Decluttered by Design, a podcast where I provide practical guidance to help you declutter your life with ease. Heads up to new listeners, this is part three of a six-part mini-season, where I'm sharing the six elements you need to reach your goals. They are vision, intention, awareness, belief, leniency, and energy. Together, they make up the Viable Goal Framework. The Viable Goal Framework will help you bridge the gap between dreaming and doing. Each episode, I'm covering one of the elements. This episode, we are focusing on awareness. As I'm sure we all know, awareness, that is being deliberately conscious of what's happening, is a prerequisite for creating positive change in our lives. In other words, In order to improve on what we've done, we have to be aware of what we've done. Today, I'm going to share two ways that will help you build awareness. One idea is specific to decluttering and the way we acquire physical items, and the other way will help you use awareness to build on your successes and leverage your failures. But before I dive in, let's be clear that you can't successfully declutter your life and keep it clutter-free unless you become aware of your habits and how they impact accumulation and dispossession. If you cannot see how your behavior connects to clutter, nothing changes. That's why awareness is so important. Now, by the way, both these ideas will help you become more intentional. If you're not sure why that's important, then I encourage you to check out last week's episode. So the first way to build awareness, which is specific to decluttering, is by going on an acquisition hiatus. Now let me explain the why and the what of an acquisition hiatus. When people start decluttering, they often feel like they're paddling against the current. They clear a space only for it to be overtaken by more stuff. It's kind of like playing a never-ending game of catching up. I think we've all experienced that kind of frustration, where no matter what we do, getting ahead seems elusive. Well, we can interrupt that pattern by tackling clutter at its source and making sure it doesn't have a chance to take root. We can do that by declaring a hiatus on acquiring anything that is non-essential, or to put it another way, only allowing in that which is absolutely necessary. Now, I suggest people go on an acquisition hiatus for at least four weeks. You need at least that amount of time to gain momentum and to create an impact. If you embrace this idea, and I mean go all in on it, then in that four-week period, you can create an environment that will allow you to get ahead and you can begin building the habits that will make sure you stay ahead. Now, I know that going all in can be hard. So to make it easier, I encourage people to look at this through the lens of a scientist. Think of it as an experiment, an opportunity to gather data that will help you become more discerning in what you allow into your space. Most importantly, remember, if you decide to go on a hiatus, do not think of it as a punishment because that's not what it is. It's you choosing to do something that will improve your situation. So let's talk about the benefits of an acquisition hiatus. It's going to do three significant things for you. First of all, you'll learn how to say no to stuff. We all have default behavior. And when it comes to allowing stuff into our lives, we often do it without too much thought. We tend to say yes to everything. And we do that for a number of reasons. But the biggie is it's just plain easier to say yes. 
So it's really important that we interrupt that pattern. And a hiatus is the most effective way to do that. The second thing that a hiatus will do for you is you'll learn to differentiate between essential and non-essential. Like I said a moment ago, you cannot successfully declutter your life and keep it clutter-free unless you become aware of your habits and how they impact accumulation and dispossession. If you can't see how your behavior connects to clutter, nothing changes. So we need to pay attention to our acquisition habits and how we acquire stuff. As I've already explained, on the hiatus, you will only allow in what is absolutely essential. Obviously, you'll still grocery shop, but you'll pay attention to temptation and pass up on impulse items. For this to work, you've got to be brutally honest with yourself. Sales deals, freebies are all places you should be extra observant. Unless you truly need it, you need to say no. And you should watch out for rationalizing. If you find yourself making excuses for why you need something, that is a clear sign you are willingly deceiving yourself. In those moments, it might help to remember that there is some icing on the cake. A hiatus means you will be saving money. The third benefit of a hiatus is that you're not going to have to deal with a fresh influx of belongings, meaning you're going to get to enjoy your progress without having to worry about backsliding. A hiatus creates the right environment for making progress. But it's also an experiment, right? You're going to get to find out what it feels like to live without new things coming into your life. A lot of people find it freeing. Some people find it uncomfortable. Oftentimes it's a mix of both. In any event, you're going to learn something really significant about yourself. And what most people report is they come to realize that they can live with less and they can live better with less. Now, it's highly unlikely that you're going to go on an indefinite acquisition hiatus. And it won't be necessary once you have the awareness and skills that you need to keep clutter at bay. The secret is to stop the clutter before it starts, right? So if you develop the mindset that your space is reserved for the things that you love, use, and need, and nothing else is allowed to stake a claim, then you are going to be in a position to maintain that clutter-free life. So that's my first idea for you, and I heartily encourage you to give it a go. It's got so many benefits that I go on a hiatus a couple of times a year, and each time I do, I become a more thoughtful consumer. Now, before I go on to the second way, let's agree that clutter clearing and organizing are skills. Most people have to learn how to do them. When you set out on a mission to realize a goal, whether it's letting go of excess stuff or learning a new language, you'll experience stops and starts. You'll make some progress and then you'll falter. You'll get in flow. You'll get stuck. And that cycle will repeat. That's to be expected. You're moving in uncharted territory and it's all new to you. Failing is part of the learning process, right? You might fail big, you might fail small, but you're going to fail in some way. If you can embrace that process and embrace that idea, then you're going to make honing the skills you need so much easier. That's because when you fail, you learn something. Well, let me rephrase that. Ideally, when you fail, you learn something. 
You learn what doesn't work. And when you go back at it, you apply what you learned. Over time, you improve and things that were once real challenges become easier. The stuck parts will stick less and you'll flow freely for much longer stretches. Now, I said ideally because the process I outlined requires that we practice awareness. We have to be paying attention to our actions. That is the only way we can benefit from failing. If we're not practicing self-awareness, we will start again and again at square one. No one wants to uh, live with Groundhog Day over and over, do they? No. That's why awareness is so important. And luckily, there is a super simple way to build awareness and leverage all of its worth. It's an easy four-step process that you can use anytime with any activity and even with kids. Now stick with me here because I'm going to describe the process that I'm going to give you an example of how it works. By the way, if you want a worksheet so that you can do this on your own, I would be happy to share it with you. It's a worksheet I use in my e-courses, so just reach out and I'll be happy to send you one. So here are the four steps in the process. You set a micro goal, you draft a strategy, you record your result, and you analyze your outcome so you can apply what you learn going forward. That's it. Just four steps. The first two steps are about planning. They will help you gain clarity and overcome overwhelm. In those two steps, you choose a single commitment, the micro goal, and you break it down into manageable bites, the strategy. This plan will give you the focus you need to start and finish the task. The point here is that you want to be setting yourself up for success before you even start. That's why we bother with steps one and two. Steps three and four are your analysis. It's where you reflect on what happened. Here you're mining the data and you learn um, what happened and how you can apply it going forward to be more effective. Now, steps three and four are often overlooked, even by exceptional planners. But it's in that post-mortem that you find the answers that will help you succeed. Even if you skip steps one and two, you can still use steps three and four. So there is no excuse not to. So here's how it works. I'm going to give you an example from a participant in one of my workshops, Clutter Control 101. I'm not going to use her real name, but we'll call her Carol. So she starts out and she sets her micro goal. And I tell people to make it specific, make it realistic, and make sure you articulate a reason why it's important to you, because that's where you'll find your motivation. So Carol's micro goal was she said, I'm committing to clearing the clutter from the front hall closet and reclaiming the space for its intended purpose of housing outerwear. This is important to me because I can never find what I need like the umbrella or my good gloves. This costs me time and effort and causes massive frustration. And when I'm able to squeeze a jacket onto a hanger, it gets wrinkled. I can't even offer to hang up guest coats. Even if there were a free bit of broad space, it's too embarrassing to open the door because stuff always falls out as soon as I do. So there you see, Carol has committed to clearing the clutter from her front hall closet. So that, that is her micro goal. She's clearing the clutter and reclaiming the space. And she's got her why in there. She's frustrated and she's embarrassed. So that's her motivation to move forward. Step two is the strategy. This is your how. You can think of it as a mini action plan. 
How will you get this task done? What will your first step be? What will your second step be? You want to see a task and know exactly what you need to do. This removes the overwhelm and allows you to jump right in with clarity and focus. So Carol broke hers down into numbered items. First one was remove each coat and decide whether it's a keeper or not. Two was take the donations to the car, the things that were not the keepers. Three was to move the out-of-season jackets to the attic. Four was to rehang the keepers. Five was to corral all the gloves, hats, and scarves, purge the worn-out items. Then divide up by family member and put each pile in a small bin labeled with their name. Then she was going to test the umbrellas to see which ones worked and which didn't and toss those that don't. Then she was going to find something to hold the keepers. Then finally, she was going to take anything that wasn't going to stay in the closet and divvy it up to whoever it belonged to in the house. So she has her exact steps that she's going to do. They're very clear. She can look at it and she knows exactly what action she needs to take. She doesn't have to decide, well, how would I start on this particular action? It's clear. It's concise. It's doable. So the third step is recording your outcome. And this is where you just record your end result. Did you go all the way further than that? Halfway? Whatever it was, record it. In Carol's case, she did it. She said, I can finally put my coat away without using a crowbar. Woohoo. Good for Carol, right? So step four is the analysis. This is the awareness part where, where you learn about yourself. It's honest, self-reflective assessment of how you performed. It is not about berating yourself. It's about better understanding how you function. This is where you pan for the gold nuggets of wisdom. If you look at your actions with objectivity, you can assess your strengths and your weaknesses. And this information will help you improve and be even more strategic in the future. Here's Carol's analysis. She said, it took longer than I thought it would, but I think that's because I wasn't confident in making decisions about what to keep and what to donate. Then I realized I could make a decision, and if I felt different about it later, I could go retrieve the coat from the car. That buffer helped make it easier. I was able to make choices without feeling like I had to give it too much deep thought. I never went back to pull one out, but I'm glad I had that option. I also learned I should have waited to buy bins for the gloves and hats. They didn't fit, so that was a waste, and now I have to return them. I improvised with paper bags. And that worked surprisingly well. In the future, I will wait to shop for storage. I also had no idea I could improvise so easily. Go me. Plus, I learned that the worst part was getting started. I kept putting it off because I thought it would be awful, but it wasn't. I'll have to remember that for the future. Now, so there's there's what Carol learned. And that's that's a lot. That's a lot to take away from that experience. So I hope you can see how this process will help you take decisive action and then learn how you can improve the next time you go at a task. These four steps are brilliant. Um, They're super helpful. They don't take very much time. Like I said, I have a worksheet that I have people in my e-courses use and, and people often keep them like a journal so that as they're going through the decluttering process, they can look back and be like, what happened the last time I did this? Okay. That's what I need to apply now. So if you would like that worksheet, feel free to reach out to me. You can find me everywhere at Organizing Maven. And I will be back next week with number four in our mini season. And that is belief.